All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath with my very favorite empath coach in uh, on the internet, uh, Heather Roddy. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you moved to Austin recently and looks like you got your house set up. Are you still doing your podcast out of your closet? <laughs> Um, well, things have changed a little bit because we, my boyfriend and I moved from a one bedroom apartment where we lived and worked during the pandemic. That's why Uh I was always like working out of my closet or my bedroom. (laughs) And now I was able to manifest this beautiful place where we each have our own office. I have two walk-in closets. (laughs) So that's awesome. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So it's, it's more space and I'm so grateful for that. Awesome. Well, the reason why I want you back, I had a very good response from my audience because a lot of empaths do listen and you are doing amazing job with the soul coach. Um, I actually listening to a lot of the stuff that you're saying, especially for the empaths, um, like career wise, entrepreneurship, all of that. That's something that I have to really hone in and say, okay, this is what I want to do, but you've done it. You started off, you've uh, told us even online that you had to take out money to do what you did, and now you're living your dream, and now it has manifested, and I wanted everyone to know that it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, that's so <laughs> awesome that everyone had such a good response to the first episode. I love that. And it is possible. It's so possible to create really whatever it is that you desire, because that desire is there for a reason. And Mm -hmm. I really believe that empaths are here to change the world, right? So if we feel called to share our message and channel our truth, like what you're doing with podcasting, there's a place for it. And you can monetize it so that all your energy can go there, right? Instead of being divided in, oh, I've got my day job, and then I do this on the (laughs) side, right? I really try to help my clients and myself, it's like, how can you create what you want, have the impact that you want, and then still have the time and the energy for other things outside of it. So as you know, it's been a journey (laughs) to create. I bet. Yeah. It, you know, and, and you just kept consistent and I've been watching you from before the pandemic. I think you were one of my first couple guests and, uh, and I just kept going and I was watching a lot of your stuff. So yeah, definitely inspired me. So moving forward with this episode, um, for all the empaths and highly sensitive people, you're going to get today a perspective from a female empath and a male empath. Because I know for the male portion, I can speak that it's probably not, I guess, I don't want to say it's taboo, but a lot of the things that men want to say especially being an empath, it might be a little bit uh, to other people like not masculine or maybe, I don't know, that uh, it's not accepted yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, it's interesting. Like My partner is an empath and my younger brother is an empath. And the more that I meet men who are empaths, I mean, 
you guys are underserved even more than women mm-hmm. around it, just because men who are emotional, right? There's a whole stigma to that. And yeah. man, I'm, I'm grateful that we're talking about this so it can be changed and broken <laughs> because yeah. I don't know if I can swear on this. Can I swear? Yeah. Swear all <laughs> okay, you I was going to say, because it's just bullshit. <laughs> you know, I have my potty mouth. <laughs> That's but all right. Anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Um, but I just think it's like, <laughs> Um, I love even having these conscious conversations where, you know, we can talk about, you can still be successful in your life, but there's a way to do it and it gets to look Mm -hmm. differently. And when you're emotionally intelligent, which is what empaths are, which has been really undervalued when you're emotionally intelligent, like you have gifts that people who are not emotionally intelligent don't have. So it's like, how do we harness and tap into our own magic, our own giftedness and tap into that creative zone and do Mm -hmm. it in a way that feels good. And then you can go out into the world and you Mm -hmm. can have a very successful business, right? Right. Like I'm very transparent about being an entrepreneur in this space. And one of the things that I share with my clients who are transitioning from like nine to five jobs into this space of online and spirituality and coaching and, and, um, healing and everything like that is I'm like, you can make more money by doing way less. You just have to believe that it's possible. And then you have to stand for it. That's the thing. It's like the boundaries and everything like that. So anyway, I don't know if I'm going off track or anything, but I'm very passionate about it. Obviously. Yeah. No, that's why I asked you. Cause it's like, I know like a lot of people that listen, um, I do have a percentage that are males and mm-hmm. they, they don't even know what an empath was until they started listening to my podcast. Um, Cause there are a lot of people out there that have no clue what an empath is and they are one. So mm-hmm. they could be listening right now. In fact, I was going through your Instagram and there was a, there was a post that you made that, um, that it really resonated with me. It was like, it said the empaths that don't know that their power are not only destructive uh, to themselves, but they also are pe- for people around them. Mm-hmm. So that really spoke to me because that's how I was too before I knew all this stuff. <laughs> really? You know, it's really interesting when I did that, when I channeled that message, I was like, that's a weird message to put out there. I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> and so I love it. It hit me. <laughs> that landed for you because. So, what was your story around that? Like, why did you, in what way did you feel destructive? So like a lot of the stuff that I would do is uh, I would people please and my boundaries were really poor. So then I wouldn't act up in front of people like at jobs and stuff, but I would beat myself up when I get you know, off my, you know, get up good home. And I'm like, why did I let that person talk to me that way? Um, and that went on for years. And then once I started looking into empaths and, and I can see a pattern with boundary setting and people pleasing I was just, I was hurting myself and everyone around me because I would get pissed off and then I would go off on the first person that cut me off on, in the highway and I would take all my rage on that person because of all the things that I was going through on a daily basis. And I didn't know what it was. Isn't that so. interesting? But then bringing <laughs> the awareness around it and then being able to reflect back and go, holy shit, like that makes complete (laughs) sense. Like, of course I was that way, right? Like I I resonate by like, I used to be such a bitch. Like I would just leave this trail of (laughs) destruction in all my relationships because I never felt like I could 
you know, speak up. And now I look back and I'm like, I have so much compassion for myself. And then we get to choose, okay, like we can't go back and fix the past, but how can we choose to show up differently so that your internal experience feels (laughs) really fantastic and the ripple effect of that is you show up differently in conversations. You, you hold the Mm -hmm. standard higher. You're not available for certain things. And then what happens Mm -hmm. is you really start to treat the world around you and people around you start to treat you differently. Right. So Mm -hmm. it becomes like this different way of being. And when people are not aware that they're empathic, oh my gosh, like I see it all the time. (laughs) And I'm like, you just got to own it. Like you really just have to own it. And because when you own it, it's going to put you in a place of power that you've never realized before. Yeah. It just is. um, Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's like the unknown. I didn't want to go into that dark space. I'm like, I'm just going to stay the way I am. I mean, even in our last episode, you were talking about when you were cutting hair and how your mindset then and how you are now is completely different. You know, that, that, uh, that little space in between, I mean, you're, you're looking at the world, a whole different lens, you know, whole different lens, because here's the thing when you're empathic, right? You feel everything. So you feel everything, right? I just did a post on clothing. Like you can feel clothing, your, your environment, right? Like my boyfriend and I, cause he's empathic. We literally feel each other's feelings all day. And, and right. that is exhausting, right? When you're thinking about someone, you're feeling them, right? When you're, anytime your thoughts are, are um, engaged in a situation, your energy, your feeling is going there, right? When people engage in the news or whatever. So when you know that and you understand the cost of not keeping that on lock, right? Empaths really want to have a lot of control. I deal with a lot of empaths who struggle with their control issues because they've felt out of control. And I'm like, because everything feels chaotic all the time. And one of the things that I say to them is, all right, I'm not asking you to give up control. I'm asking Mm -hmm. you to shift it. I'm Mm -hmm. asking you to harness, right? I I talk about harnessing a lot. So it's like, shift your control, shift your fire, shift your energy in a way that's going to be productive for you so that you don't have to be in misery right? It's sure. just not necessary anymore. Now that so many are becoming more aware of it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, a lot of people are texting me and emailing me saying, I didn't know I was an empath. Like I track narcissists and I have boundary issues and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that's, you know, if that resonates with you, I mean, there's, it could be a good thing. It could be a curse or it could be a gift. It's, it's all up to you how you want to look at it. And I'm looking at as it as a gift, as a superpower, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use that to my advantage now. Cause I know what to, you know, why I do this, some of the things that I do. And, um, and I've talked to a lot of empaths myself and, um, you know, some of them when they recognize and they're living authentically, everything changes just like, just like what you're doing right now with your soul camp. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so true. I, yeah, the soul camp I'm running right now, because each one is like taking on a different theme and I'm actually going to be doing a soul camp for empaths who've been in narcissistic relationships because (laughs) it's such a hot topic. Um, Right. And one of the things that I've learned is that empaths can very quickly disempower themselves by playing the victim and being like, oh, narcissist takers, they always 
come for me. And like, I'm just such a giver. It's just who I am. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm just so empathic, right? All these things. And it's like, well, hold on, hold on. You're like selling yourself short, you know, like there's nothing wrong with a narcissist. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not bad people. I was with one for five years. They just interact with the world so differently than an empath. And an empath usually feels like more victimized in the situation. And Mm -hmm. so it's interesting when I connect with people around like whatever their struggle is, because every empath has a different struggle, right? Whether it's like toxic and narcissistic relationships or whether it's like being Mm -hmm. seen and showing up and being visible, right? In holding space for other people. It's like, how do I take care of myself when I'm have to hold space for other people, kind of like what you're doing with podcasting and creating this platform, right? So I just think it's really important to like be fierce about knowing your process, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing your nose, like knowing your limits, right? Like I'm very much like binge Hulu all weekend in bed and don't feel bad about it, right? Like (laughs) allow yourself the space, you know, take a few weeks to create something, right? But we just, everyone is in this like, hard pressure, fast, fast, busy, busy, busy. And yeah. I think the world has just changed so much yeah. that people are just like, I, keep, I don't want to keep doing that. So I'm going right. to go over here and, and <laughs> do this. <laughs> right. People are waking up after the pandemic and there's, you know, s- sick of the, you know, the, being like a sheep and um, yes. some of them, they're, they're embracing the fact that they're empaths. Um, and I love it because when, when they reach out to me, I'm like, you know, I could just see the difference in your body language, the way you're, you know, coming across, how you're showing up every day. Um, so let's say somebody's just tuning in and they think they're an empath. What's the next mm-hmm. step? What now? What do we do? Um, <laughs> so before I answer that, is my boyfriend being ridiculously <laughs> loud over there? Because I was about to tell him to be quiet. No, <laughs> what is he, a guitar him? player? <laughs> no, he's just, no. Yeah, he's just yapping in the kitchen, not talking about sports. And I'm like, I, 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 told you I have the noise, noise reduction. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. So the question was, um, once someone finds out that they're an empath, now what? Yeah. yeah what the, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck do we do? So the first thing is get connected, get, get connected, right? Like that's why I'm always like, welcome to my community, connect with me, connect with other empaths because it's very normal. It's normal. And when you're waking up to it, there's a lot that happens because you're like, whoa, everything makes sense from like how, you know, however old you are. Like I'm, I was 34, 35 when I woke up to it and you know, I, there was a lot of reflection of, wow, like having so much grace and compassion for how hard it was. Right. So what's going to happen is once you notice, it's like, okay, I need to normalize this. And then how do I show up for myself? Like, what is it that I need to know? And I always call this like life hacks and tools so that you can have these tools in your belt. So when you're in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so anxious or so down or so overwhelmed. It's like, okay, wait, when this happens, I know that I'm either attaching to someone else's energy. Who have I just been spending time with? What am I thinking about, right? Like, how can I reframe this? And it's all these like internal processes, the tools that are available to empaths so that Mm. 
they can dismantle the the panic yeah. attack, the anxiety, the feeling within, right. and then be able to show up and be equipped right. and just be like, okay, I, I know what's going on. Maybe I need to remove myself from the situation, right? So my my whole intention for empaths is for them to just feel empowered. Where right. it's like, okay, I know what I need to do in a situation like this because the world's always going to be chaotic and empaths mm -hmm. are always going to feel. They're just always right. going to feel. So it's like, how well are you taking care of yourself, right? What's your self-care mm -hmm. game? What's your what are you what's your mindset? You know, empaths right. need to have a really strong mindset. It's right. it's one of the most important things because you can easily talk yourself out of something or you can talk yourself back into something and keep yourself mm -hmm. really low. Right. So, um, yeah, I would say the very first thing around, like when you find out about yourself, actually, what just came through was one of my friends back in Seattle, where I used to mm -hmm. live, she sent me an email and she's like, holy shit, Roddy. She's like my <laughs> husband. She's like, I just realized after listening to your podcast, she's like, my husband is an empath. And she's like, she's like, it's blowing my mind. She's like, so I had him listen wow. to a couple of your podcasts. Right. She's like, and so much has changed. She's like within a few podcast episodes, she's like, he, mm -hmm. like the way we communicate, he doesn't feel so bad about himself. He's learning how to put up boundaries around my crazy madness, you know, like, and we were just <laughs> chatting about this. And I was like, that is amazing. She's like, this is saving our marriage and his, his life because he's a male who's finding out mm -hmm. that he's an empath and that he has nothing to be ashamed of. Like there's nothing for him to feel bad about at all. And just hearing stuff like that just makes me go, fuck yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's life changing, right? Like, right. I know what it's like to be with an empath who didn't know he was an empath and it's just a game changer for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. Once you just, you know, discover that, it's just everything changes. Mm -hmm. So one thing I wanted to ask you, because I know that a lot of the listeners that are empaths, the number one thing they struggle with is being authentic. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to ask you, because you are you deal with this um, on a daily basis. So why is that such an issue? Yeah, I love I love talking about authenticity because it's becoming like this trendy watered down term. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like it's <laughs> being authentic means that you speak and move and feel in the way that's liberating to yourself and you don't apologize for it. But the reason that empaths struggle is because they have shut themselves down. A lot of empaths struggle with um, vulnerability being very mm -hmm. vulnerable because of the trust, right? Because yep. people don't always like, they'll feel something, but then they'll say something to you and the empath feels it, but then the words yeah. don't align, right? So they're like, hold on, am I crazy or what's going <laughs> on here, right? And when you don't know, it's like, I can't trust them. So like, I'm not going to be fully transparent or vulnerable. And also being authentic is like, when you feel and you're trying to say something to someone that may be challenging or uncomfortable, which the universe has literally given me so many opportunities lately <laughs> to do this, or uh -huh. I'm like, oh, great, another conversation <laughs> where I have to be fully detached so that I can speak 
my truth, which means like, say exactly how I feel. Like I didn't like that. That made me uncomfortable. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm still in the process of it as well. But what I've learned is the reason empaths can't say that can't do that easily is because they are feeling what the other person is feeling. So if they're saying Mm -hmm. something and the other person does is like defensive or reactive or resentful or pissed off or whatever, the empath is literally feeling that while they're trying to speak their truth. So it's just this like very challenging way to show up and really be authentic. Like, for example, I work with a lot of um, entrepreneurs online and I do so much coaching with them around just being visible. And they're like, Mm -hmm. but what if, what if this? And like, oh, I get on and I go live and (laughs) someone, they don't know what, you know, like no one gets on there. And then, (laughs) right. Like it's just this whole clusterfuck. And I fully understand it because I've been in it, but there's a level of healthy detachment that empaths get to practice where they don't have to be responsible for other people's feelings or opinions or thoughts. That's their responsibility. Mm -hmm. What the empath gets to be responsible for is how am I feeling? How am I showing up? How, what's my approach, right? Like how Mm -hmm. am I taking ownership in the situation? And if I'm hiding, why am I hiding? What am I afraid of? Am I afraid that they're not going to like me? Okay. They don't like me. (laughs) Well, okay. That's too much to handle. I don't want any, I want everyone to love me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know, but here's the thing. Like when (laughs) everyone loves you, you can't fully be yourself because you can't please everyone. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I remember. Oh, go ahead. No, I just say I remember when I got my first like negative comment, I was like, and I got like hundreds of good ones, but I found that the one that says, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And that's the one that I keep thinking when I speak to somebody because I'm like, oh, imposter syndrome. Oh, I don't, they may, they may have read that comment, but it's never, I mean, it's only been once and that's all my brain remembers. Okay. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because (laughs) this, this, okay, this is another fear is what happens if I get visible and then someone doesn't like what I have to say or agree with what I have to say. Okay. So the way that I handle people like that is I literally go to their account and I block (laughs) them and I delete them and I delete their comments and then I move on. Seriously. Like it doesn't bother you at all. Like well, sub- it used subconsciously. To. Yes, yes, yes. So I, so that's that's what I physically do, because mm-hmm. I immediately go if I'm going to engage with them, right? Like, I just had a, a reel go viral. Like, it's hit almost three hundred thousand views. Like, it's insane. Nice. Like, it's insane. <laughs> I've never had anything go viral like that. And it's my reel, the one that's like, um, I used to be nice and sweet and polite, but now I'm like, fuck you and fuck this and fuck everything. <laughs> Okay, so the so so ninety eight percent of the responses have been like insane. Like this is amazing. She's so funny, and I was like, people think I'm funny. That's awesome. I was like, my boyfriend's like, they do. What'd you do? That's so funny. I'm like, I know. I don't know why they think it's funny. But anyway, so I've had a few people be like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, you should hold yourself to a higher standard. All this stuff. And when I see those things, I go they aren't my people and it's, yeah. it'll, it'll sting. Like it'll hit my heart it yeah. hits right here. And I go, okay, this is the moment where I decide who's in control here. Right. Like I, I because I've had to do a lot of practice with this. Cause I have people who are like, yeah. Oh honey, why do you swear? Oh honey, why do you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, and I talk about that. Cause I'm like, 
it's so funny how everyone wants to have their opinion. And yeah. I stand for this space to be supportive for empaths mm -hmm. and sensitive. So I always go back to my, this is what the space is for. I'm constantly blocking and deleting people without okay. even blinking an eye, always. I mean, I get so many dudes in my Instagram hit me up and girls wanting to send me like interesting sex stuff too. And I'm like, <laughs> this is not what this is for. You know, like it's really right. interesting. So like, you have to be a warrior about your Instagram where yeah. you're like, okay, I'm only allowing these people on here. Anyone that's not in alignment with my message, if they're bringing any negativity or any vibe sure. I don't stand for, delete, block, whatever. And then energetically give yourself permission to go, okay, that stung. Yeah, yeah that stung. That felt, that, that sucked. Because you got to acknowledge it. Like, that sucked, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I had one guy say on one of my reels, he was the very first person to comment. And he was like, oh, just another dumb chick, like, you know, ruining another <laughs> song. Well, that one hit like 10,000 views in like, right. in like 24 hours. And I was like, who am I going to give more power to? This dumb dude that I don't even know who he is right. or all the other people that felt really empowered by that. Right. And those are your people. And... Those are my people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your people and love I... you. <laughs> and the, and yeah, the people and, and... that don't understand you, this is where you get to say, cool, man. Bye. Yeah. It's a practice. I mean, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it totally makes so much sense because even what you just explained, if you can just take a little bit of that and put it into like entrepreneurship or working on a career, because I think that that concept that you just talked about is holding so many empaths back because they're scared. Like, what if they fail? What if my boss says this? Or let's say... Uh, one of my clients thinks that I'm an imposter or something. So what we do is we stop and then yeah. we just say we fail and we give up. Meanwhile, you could have, I mean, I've gotten backlash after my first couple episodes. Like I didn't know what I was doing mm -hmm. and I was going to quit. I literally was going to quit. And then I was like, why? Because, because I feel uncomfortable. Where's that coming from? Where's that hurt coming from? It's from trauma, you know, and I'm not ashamed of talking about that. And that's why I started this podcast. But fast forward a hundred episodes later, it's like I got a loyal following, and those are my people. Even if it's not millions, it if it's in the you know couple hundreds, thousands, like those are my people, and I'm going to put all my energy in that. And so, I just got chills when you said that because here's the <laughs> thing: when we're in the online space, there's all this like um, conversation around like having hundreds of thousands of followers and all this, and it's like, but if you visualize the a hundred beautiful souls that are tuning in right now, Absolutely. just visualize them and like hold the energy of that's a hundred people. hundred and souls. They, yeah. And what they get to do is think about how they have an outreach, right? Five people in their life. Like, they, so you, you get to be a hundred and fifty fucking percent yourself. And right. your tribe will find you faster. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna thank you more. And you're going to have a deeper transformation in their life because you're like, Yeah, yeah, that hurt my feelings, but you're not worth it to me. You're just <laughs> not worth it. Like you're just I'm gonna right. Like I literally have to talk to myself that way, like, okay, Roddy, so that client wanted a full refund. Uh-huh. 
right? Like I've had failed launches. I've had clients ask for all their money back. Like I, right. And I'm a successful soul coach, but it's been really challenging. Like the person I've had to become in order to hold the space and rise above it, right? Like that's where I think you're kind of in this pocket of like, how do I rise? Yeah. And in the rising, there's a lot of like pendulum swinging where it's like, it's like, okay, I'm going to hide. No, I'm, no, I'm going to go out there. No, I'm going to do this. And right. And you're going to land, but it's it's always a journey. And I, one of the things around authenticity is from the very beginning, I told myself, I was like, I think the only way I'm going to survive this online business shit, (laughs) even though I chose it and I was excited about it, I was like, is if I share all my authenticity and every win, So when I had a hundred downloads, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a hundred downloads, right? Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to have a yeah. $25,000 launch flopped, flopped. Two people showed up, two people signed up, right? Like, and I talk about that because there's no shame. There's no guilt. There's nothing bad about that. It's all perspective. Like for yeah. me, that launch actually saved my business. That failed launch actually saved my soul and my soul was like, why the fuck are you doing slides and doing all this shit that everyone else is? You don't do that. You don't prep for programs. You don't do that. Right. And it was able, I was able to trust myself. So any failure that you may experience, sure. That is a deeper opportunity for you to go. Okay. What do I get to learn in this? Where do I get to grow? What do I get to let go of? And how next time can I choose differently? Because it's all about trusting yourself. Yeah. With being a business owner online. Yeah, it's and it's baby steps. It doesn't happen overnight. And like I've been watching you and it's like you're growing and growing <laughs> and growing. And I'm like, and I'm being inspired, you know, feeling like I want to do, you know, that in myself, but I have to start somewhere. And so I'm using this podcast as a, like a microphone and putting my true self on here. And so Mm -hmm. I took the next step to put my face on, (laughs) on the screen, because if you'd noticed, like everything was audio. Yeah. And so actually this is kind of like, should give you, this should make you feel good. You're like the first person that I've actually had on, on, um, camera. So out of almost a (laughs) hundred episodes right now. So for me to do that, it's, it's like a big deal for me, you know, it's because, you know, I was like, no, what if I don't want people to know who I am, but you can't hide from yourself. You, you're you going to have to, because people are asking, you know, who's the guy behind the on-call empath? Well, here I am, motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. And I love it. And even the way you showed up, I was like, oh, he's so legit. I was like, look at you. You got your podcast. You're so legit. And it's so funny that you had insecurity around that. And I also completely understand. I yeah. completely understand because you're, you're like stepping out yeah. and you're like, okay, hi, don't, <laughs> don't throw eggs at me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'm here to make you happier. You know, or yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I come in peace. So yeah, Roddy, it's been a pleasure before we take off. Um, I just want you to kind of um, let the audience know what you're up to. I know the soul camp is doing well. If you can just tell us where we can find you and what you're, what you're, future plans are? What I'm doing? Well, thankfully, I don't plan too far ahead. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) so, which most business people are like, you what? Yeah, I'm like, 
No, I I just like plan like week by week and you go day by day. Like I actually sell my programs and then I build them. So I what I do actually right now is I I do different types of soul camps, right? Like right now I'm doing right. one all around all uh, unleashing your authenticity, and then I have another sure. one coming up around empath entrepreneurs. Um, right. And so if they connect with me on Instagram, the Roddy method, you guys will see it. I have it in my highlights. Right. I'm going to be talking about it. And then I also do one-on-one like soul coaching and I uh-huh. hold the space in a three month energy container. And that, that works really powerful. That's for people sure. who are like, I'm ready to have a fuck yes life. And right. then we need to have a conversation because that's when, when they invest and when they show up for themselves, that's when doors open mm-hmm. that they never thought was possible. So I also get to do that work too. That's awesome. You always like put me in a good mood when I see your lives and your dancing and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's good because it makes me feel like, okay, like, you know, whatever I'm going through, like I can just step back and ask myself, you know, if, if you can do it, you know, and, and a lot of the stuff that you're talking about with entrepreneurship, I mean, to be honest, after listening to you, I've decided, and I'm going to say this publicly, that I'm starting coaching um, with like everyone uh, as of probably the end of July. Um, and I have you to thank. I have a lot of other empaths that's been on my podcast who's kind of showing me the ropes that they're coaches as well. They're trauma coaches. So mm. I'm officially saying it, and I do want to give you a lot of credit. Um, you may not know, but I do watch your stuff. And hopefully one day I inspire to be like you and, and a lot of the other coaches that help me. And, and uh, I'm, I mean, all I see is a vision. And right now that vision is going to one place. And I, all I want to do is help people. That's it. Oh, my gosh. I, that is amazing. <laughs> that is really, yeah, that is, that's huge. And honestly, I feel like that's exactly where you need to be. Yeah. Right? Exactly where you need to be. If you ever need support around that, let me yeah. know. I will. I mean, I'm done with the corporate working. I can't clock in anywhere because I will literally um, have a breakdown. I have to be in charge. I have to be my own boss. I have to call the shots. Yeah. And I'm at an age where I know that I'm here on this planet to help people, nothing else. That's my purpose here in life. Yeah. And for you to be really effective, I know the episode's done, but for you to be really oh, effective, you're fine. you have to put yourself first in the business, like how you run your schedule, the boundaries you put up, everything like that, what rituals you have in place, how you do programs, how you coach people, Mm -hmm. because the reason that you feel so good when you connect with me, right, is because I'm always doing energy stuff. And so I do that to connect with my clients and hold the space for them, right? So I'm really, 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 (laughs) really excited to watch you thrive. You're going to, you're going to help people change their lives. I appreciate it. It really means a lot. And so with that said, guys, this does it for this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Check out Roddy. She's really good at what she does. Check out her Souls Camp. And uh, moving forward, make sure that if you have any questions, reach out to me and uh, I'll be happy to answer them. And let me know how I'm doing with the reviews on Apple. Uh, With that said, we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.